Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. everybody, welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 374 for October 1st, 2020. I am one of your hosts, Trevor. And I'm Adriel. And that's it. Uh, Kelly is uh, on assignment, and Random Dave is uh, constructing his COVID uh, bunker. Bunker or shelter? What? Um, what you can probably shelter from COVID. You don't need a bunker, because it's not like... Well, could you shelter in your bunker? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could okay. shelter in your bunker. So he's building a COVID bunker in which he will shelter from the COVID. I mean, if you're if you're going to build a shelter, you might as well. You're halfway to a bunker, so you might as well build the bunker just in case uh, the next one isn't a pandemic. It's aliens or EMP or uh, one of them other things that shows yeah, up on see, that uh, on that on a conspiracy theorist show on Discovery yeah. or whatever. Ancient ancient aliens. Yeah. No. Uh, the ones that so, made the pyramids. This no, we're talking bunker, not mm-hmm. shelter. You can shelter under a tent. You can shelter mm-hmm. under a tarp. You can shelter under an overpass. Which, given some of my life choices, I'm surprised. Frankly, I'm not doing right now. However, this is about Dave, and uh, it's a bunker, a COVID bunker. He's uh, constructing, in which he will shelter. And once we're past this one, then he can shelter from anything because bunker, right? Yes, I think that's exactly the idea. Imagine building a bunker and this is all you've got to use it for, the COVID thing. Wouldn't you be disappointed? Mm. Uh, no, because you can use it for something afterwards. You can like Shh. use it for room and activities. And if you uh, have what some guests room? over, if you have some guests over, you're like, sorry, I'm all out of space. But there's room in the bunker. There's always room <laughs> in the bunker. You can have some of them crackers over there. They're way expired. I wouldn't want to eat them. So uh, That's you can how go you... ahead and snack on them. That's how you ensure those guests don't come back. That's what that is. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Why don't we uh, Why don't we jump into what we did this week in guns, which of course is brought to you again and always by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. They got blades, man. They're into the Benchmade now, and uh, they've yeah, got someone the, that does that's place yeah. to go. If you want to play a game of stabbery, then you go to the Calgary Shooting Center uh, to get your bench made, your bench made stabbing utensil. I got my bench made on me right now. You could get this red one. It's very Canadian. Yeah, it's got a yeah. maple leaf, a flag yeah. on it. Or you can get that one that you've got. And that is uh, that that is ex- a, a exclusive Canadian edition. So if you want a Canadian edition bench made. Calgary Shooting Center. Mm-hmm. I love me some Benchmade. And actually, this Benchmade knife has a um, podcasting connection. Do you remember Chaz? The unknown, unnamed, the unnamed trucker. Oh, yes. The, yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Was he the Road Gunner podcast? What was he? He wasn't the gun runner. This, though. Yep. Yeah, not to be confused with the pedophile that I shared a room with in uh, Utah. Do you ever hear that story? You probably were safe. 
I was, I was safe. The asshole had a Glock 40 pointed at me all night. He put it on the, puts his loaded Glock on the nightstand, pointed right at me. I'm like, really, dude? No fucks hey, I given got a, here? I got, a, I got a joke for you. Uh, right. During the debate, Trump was uh, so childish. I'm surprised that Biden didn't try to smell him. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but my story is true. This guy was a host of a podcast and then ended up getting charged with molesting. He was also a middle school teacher. And he ended up getting charged with molesting his girlfriend's kid. Piece of shit that he was. It's always those school teachers. You got to watch out for most. Yeah, well, if I had known, system, really. shut up. <laughs> if, I had, if I had known then what I knew now, he wouldn't have slept so good. Anyway, this knife, back to Chaz from the Roadgunner podcast. Uh, I bought that from him. Huh. And I, uh, yeah, it was uh, new unused. Uh, he, he had a lot of carry knives and. He shipped it up here to Great White North. I did really, really good on it. I got it for probably $40 less than Canadian retail. So, hmm. yeah, Benchmates, they're amazing quality, and they hold an edge like nobody's business, and the Calgary Shooting Center is selling them. Wow. Weren't we, weren't we just talking about going down rabbit holes? I'm talking about pedophile podcasters and Pedophiles, shit. Pedophiles, knives. Guns at me. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's what happens when Kelly's not here to supervise. Gets wild. Yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah. Anybody knows me knows I have a disdain for pedos. Let's get real. Let's get real crazy here. You got going on there? You got a little hip flask? What's in the hip flask? Uh, mysterious brown liquid. Oh, it's probably rum or whiskey. I'm going whiskey. whiskey. It's whiskey. Yeah, whiskey. It's whiskey. Yeah. Not dark rum. Cool. So um, I didn't do anything since last week, except I forgot to tell the funniest part about last week's match, and that is that I got hit with a chair. <laughs> I want to imagine this is like one of them folding chairs. And it, it was, was like a, a folding big, chair. A big strike across the back, like a that wrestling, one, like WWF kind of stuff. It should have, it should have digressed into that. It mm. de-evolved, whatever escalated. It really should have. After filthy smoked me in the shins with it, I should have picked it up and taken him across the shoulder blades, WWE style. I really should have. Well, so. I don't know if I posted the video on, on Instagram or not of when I think I shared the video with, with uh, my fellow co-host where I grabbed the chair and threw it way behind me. Did you see that video? Yes. So the chair was attached to two swingers. It activated them. And when you pulled the chair, the swingers activated, right? So everybody's got the harder I throw the chair, the faster the swingers will activate. And it's not actually how things work, but and you know, whatever. So when I threw the chair, it broke. Um, when filthy through the chair, it smoked me. I mean, we had been, of course, <laughs> talking crap, make fun of him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And was I the arrow? I may have been his arrow. I don't know. He couldn't really see me, but he took like one glance before he got in the final position. And then when the timer went beep, that chair went flying right into me, smoked me in the legs, almost dropped me. It was awesome. <laughs> it was a good shot so. then. It's probably, yeah, it was, yeah, it's the, the, one of the only times he didn't miss. It's <laughs> a stormtrooper joke. Yeah. Anyway, great match. Same match I talked about last time. Eight stages, started at 830. Good times, good times. What about you? Did, what did you get up to since last week? Uh, lots of stuff this week. Oh, yeah. It's been a busy week for me. Uh, so I did a, ma- a maple seed in Bonneville. Uh, some really I love Bonneville out range. there. Yeah, yeah. Nice range. Uh, some really good shooters, really good shooters. Um, Adam, who's a listener, uh, shot a two forty six, which is <laughs> so good. <laughs> a two forty six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
What's yours? 247? 44. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. He's four off from a perfect score. Yeah. Yeah. Where did he drop them? Uh, I don't know. I have to look at it again. Uh, How do you not? Like, you got to go get in there and analyze the hell out of that. this kind of stuff. This is exactly what you memorize. He's got a 246. Do no. you want to know where those? Actually, you part. know what? That's a mental error. I don't want to know how he dropped four shots. I want to know how he made 246 points. Well, you clear the top one and you clear the bottom one, and that's uh, you're almost there. <laughs> no, no. Clearing them is still an outcome goal. We need to talk about process goals. So, obviously, he nailed his natural point of aim. He nailed mm-hmm. his respiratory pause. He nailed mm-hmm. his trigger control. Man, 246. Who is this guy? Adam. He's a listener. A- Adam. Yeah. All right. Is this his first go around? Out of Maple Seed? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Awesome. Damn. That's, that's impressive. <laughs> I guess maybe impressive first time out. So no pressure from now on, right? Every time he gets on the line, he's got to do it that or better. Or 250. I mean, he's got to do better, I think. Yeah. We don't have a 250 yet, do we? Nope. What was the guy who uh, in Ontario had the his own like personal range and was hosting Maple Seeds? Um, he was way up there too, but yeah, I think it was a 245 or something like that. I've, I've, okay. I haven't heard of a 246 or higher. That's crazy. Could could be out there though. Yeah. So that happened in Bonneville. He kicked yep. your ass. That's good. Yep. Yep. Uh, there's also, um, uh, some guys from some, some of the Ferlachi courses. Uh, oh, yeah. Malcolm there who I shot a black badge with as well. Remember before COVID when we could do Ferlachi classes? Yeah. Yeah. If we get our freedom back next year, we got to do one. We should. I think we should. Yep. The uh, area needs them. Uh, yeah. So really, really great course in, uh, in Bonneville. Uh, got home. I put, uh, I put a video out on the Volkortsen hammer kit for the 1022. So I put a, I put a video up on the BX triggers because I, I found a place for, for that I could get it really cheap. So I, I, I put a video out on those. And then Rick said, Oh, you got to compare it against the, the Volkortsen hammer kit because it comes with a hammer uh, and some springs, and it uh, really does a, a great de- uh, job to the trigger. The factory trigger is like five pounds, right? Uh, so I tried putting one in one of the 22s I've got here, uh, and it took the trigger pull from five pounds to three. Um, now, they also gave up a, a different trigger return spring, but when I used that, it wouldn't reset uh, reliably. So I'd have to... One of, one of the guys on my YouTube channel commented that uh, I should try stretching that spring out uh, to, to get a little bit more uh, uh, pressure off of it. But uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty, pretty decent 45 bucks. And it includes the auto bolt release and the hammer and the springs and all that kind of stuff. That's a, that's a real cheap way of, of getting a better trigger in a, in a 1022. Whereas the, the BX will take it down to two and a half pounds for about a hundred bucks. And then if you Is want the BX only a hundred, I thought the BX was all in like one fifty. Mm, depends where you buy it. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So I put, I put that, uh, that video, Th- that is really like, if you wanted to upgrade your 1022 on the cheap that I would like highly recommend that way. Cause it's cheap 40 bucks and, and you're off the races. You've got some, some, a, a much better trigger press. Uh, I went to Cabela's to pick up some binoculars. I wanted to, uh, talk to the guys there and like figure out which, which ones I should get. And, uh, I was all masked up and that kind of thing. And I was talking. I was talking to the guy there. And I'm like, yeah, which ones? Like, I'm look. I'm looking at uh, at these ones over here. And he's like, yeah, those are pretty good. And I asked a couple of questions about it. He's like, and then and he asked, oh, are you done shopping? Because if you want to buy it, I'll have to take it up to the front for you. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm probably gonna walk around and that kind of thing. But 
yeah, take it to front. He's like, okay, what's your name? Adriel. He's like, <laughs> yeah it turns out he's a listener he's emailed into the show a couple of times as carson uh was his name and uh yeah yeah it was good meeting uh good meeting people even masked up <laughs> during covid times that's uh, funny yeah it is kind of funny and uh and yeah anyway so I, I picked up this uh oh i should probably turn my silly background off so that it doesn't go all weird there we go it's too uh, late. It was weird. It, I'm going for weird every every time. Uh, but yeah, I picked up a Vortex Diamondback 10 by 42 uh, binos, and they are very nice, very very uh, very crisp. I've I've been uh, like <laughs> binoing my neighbors and that kind of thing all around here, and uh, they're really good. Uh, one thing I wanted to get just show people. So like yeah, uh, whatever binoculars. So like 10 10 by 42 is is a is approximately what I need for what I do. Um, I've, I've got, I've, mm-hmm. I've got the, uh, the same ones only in, <clears throat> excuse me, 8.5 mm-hmm. reason being when I used to shoot 3d archery, there was a silly rule that you were not allowed to use more than nine power. Oh. So eight and a half was as close as we could get ah. to nine power. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, that, that rule is now gone because yeah. it didn't make any sense. Silly. It doesn't matter how, like all the targets are the same. You shoot two tournaments, you've shot just about every target. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how good you see where the scoring zone is. You still have to actually be able to shoot your bow. So it, anyway, mm-hmm. need to say they did away with it, but um, yeah, I love them. And they got the same warranty as all the other Vortex products, which is to say almost unlimited for yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which which is really why I picked them up because there was there's plenty of, of binoculars that do this exact same thing. Ten by forty two, okay glass for right around three hundred bucks. Uh, Nikon's got some, Bushnell's got some, Leupold even has uh, a, a binoculars in this price point. Um, but uh, I like I like lifetime uh, warranty and the fact that it had some camo on it didn't hurt either because I kind of wanted some camo for uh, for hunting. Mm. Um, but uh, one thing I uh, wanted to show, and this isn't going to be like news for anyone who does like uh, uh, long range shooting or anything like that. But whoop, there we go. You see that that part right in the middle there? That had a cap on, and a lot of these binoculars just have like a threaded insert there, and that's where you put something like this. Mm-hmm. So this threads in there, and then that's mm-hmm. you could attach that to your tripod if you're going to like uh, watch where your bullet or where where someone else's uh, uh, bullets are hitting or try to like spot for someone or if you're at the range and you just want something that's a little bit easier to spot with rather than just your rifle scope um so i picked up one of these things too but uh i probably won't really use it i'll probably use that at, at the range um maybe hmm now that i think about it i have a i have a, a phone mount maybe i'll use the phone mount on there and record game just before i shoot them in the face when I'm hunting, <laughs> sure, maybe seems maybe. appropriate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's the other thing I did at Cabela's. I got all my deer tags, got my kids' deer tags, and game bird. So uh, getting really geared up for uh, for your deer hunting. And then the other thing I did is I picked up a knife. Got a Mora. Oh, that Mora looks knife. like a fillet knife. Mm, yeah it looks like it but it's it's just like your standard like oh look at that yep skinning knife skinning skinning knife whatever yep uh this is their what's this thing called i don't know this was like their nicer version 
they've got uh, they got kind of two versions. Uh, most people know Mora knives from like their companion knives. These ones are like twenty bucks, and they're just straight like utilitarian knives. This one's a carbon steel. This the other one's like a stainless. Um, but the whole idea is that they're super utilitarian, rubber handle, uh, washable sheath classic sheath yeah i have the same version from like the 50s that i inherited from my dad wood handle but same kind of sheath same kind of blade was it a mora knife one of these guys these swiss uh sweden made in sweden i think it is made in sweden i'd have to dig it up to see yeah yeah just like plain it's got plain red yeah like most swiss things are painted red and I think the Swiss flag, like the, the, the cross or whatever, is on the sheath. Swiss or Swedish? Uh, Swiss. Swiss. So these you've are, got Swedish? Swedish. Yeah, oh, well, Swedish. Well, you're suck then. Yeah, they're not as fancy as Swiss. Definitely not. But I don't care. Because <laughs> they're cheap. This one was like 20 bucks. This one was 50. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> We're getting pricey now. Yeah, not that pricey, but uh, yeah, I just I, I just wanted like some nice skinning knives to uh, to use this year. Uh, what else I do? I got uh, this. Isn't really oh, it's it's tangentially related to shooting. I tangentially, got, right? Tangentially. Wow. Yeah. I don't think it's no, a tully. No. I think you're, it's a chili. Right? No, no, you're fine. Right? You're fine. Yeah. Just busting out the big book learning words, man. I'll get a little bit more whiskey in me. I'll, I'll, I'll dumb it right back down again here. <laughs> okay. Just but, remember uh, your audience and your co-host. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, I, well here, this, this is going to get dumber because I'm talking about living in a van down by the river. Uh, so, <laughs> so I pulled the, the rear uh, set of seats out of my van and chucked them. They're in the garbage. So I've got like one row in the middle and then the back is like <laughs> em- completely empty. Uh, and what I did was I built like a, a platform on the back there, like a wooden platform. Uh, and, uh, I am now in the process of like, uh, uh, covering it with, uh, with wool and that kind of thing here. This will be easier. Like a, yeah. Like a fabric, like a felt kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea is that yeah, they, yeah, they like that. fold yeah. over so that you can, uh, those middle seats there, the, it'll, it'll well, sit on the middle on. seats. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the middle seats are still there. Correct. They're folded down. Cause you right do now. have a family after all. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think about them sometimes. This is one of those times. <laughs> one of those times. Didn't throw away all yeah. the seats. No, no. So that that one folds up, and then I can put them in there. But like underneath here is just boatloads of room. It's just uh, like a ton of room for putting ammo cans, stuff, rifle cases. Can. Yeah, yeah. Because I did a little bit of camping this year on the range uh, between Maple Seed, Three Gun, that kind of thing. This platform, I got an air mattress that fits right on top of this bad boy, and it is comfy. And uh, like well, between, uh, between sleeping comfy. in a tent and sleeping oh, in, in all a day. van all, all day, yeah. all day, all, all day. So I quiet. Mean, you can't yep. hear like cars or people talking. It's well, just, that's not true, but it's certainly better than a I tent. Can't. I'm, oh, come I'm on. A, if I'm, I'm a, standing a, outside your minivan speaking, you can hear me. Well, I could probably hear you from like a mile away. That's, there that's, you see. That's different entirely. <laughs> okay, fine. But uh, so it's yeah, a so lots of room, lots of room. You know who did something like this as Wild Bill? So Wild Bill, if you're listening, um, post a picture of the bed modification you did for your truck. So he's got a big half ton truck. Well, big yeah. half ton. He's got a half ton truck. Yeah. He's got a tunnel cover on it. But when you drop the tailgate, he's got something like that made in the box. So then he can layer his stuff with a mm-hmm. shelf type unit in between. Yeah. Dude, it might even be pullouts. 
like a drawer on on tracks. Um, I was thinking about like Rick. Rick's got a, a setup like this, and he's got like like I've just got like legs, just basic, like super basic uh, uh, kind of a setup. But if I wanted to get fancy, you put drawers underneath, so you can really use that space underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, not super related to uh, uh, to shooting, but kind of because it's going to make it easier for me to deploy to different areas to do maple seeds or shoot a match or whatever. It'll just yep. be like stuff the stuff the bottom of the van with stuff. Put my air mattress in there, sleeping in comfort. Doesn't don't care if it rains. No putting away no. tents in the rain no, or anything like that. That's my favorite nah, part. Nah, you, you know, packing and unpacking. I gotta find out if I can uh, see. I almost bought a traverse. Mm-hmm. And Traverse had two rows of seats like your soccer mom van there, your MILF mobile. And I would have had no problem sleeping in the back of that. But it was a Traverse. And it was like, how old am I really? So I went with the sporty blazer. I don't know if I can sleep in the back of the blazer. I What's the know. length? This is like the van's got eight feet. I don't even yeah. use it all. I'm using That's like crazy. six. And then I got like two feet of like changing room. Yeah, no, the Traverse would have been like that too. I don't think the Blazer has eight. I don't think the Blazer has six feet. Hmm. So, uh, what else did I get up to? And then I'm going to do two more maple seeds this weekend in Calgary at BTSA. That's going to be fun. Going to leave. BTSA is another one of my favorite Alberta ranges. Beautiful. I like. like it is beautiful. There. It's an amazing facility. Yeah. yeah. Really nice. They're they're really well set up for maple seed, and uh, yeah, it's going to be good. Going to be good. Uh, these are going to be my second last trip for uh, for maple seed. My next my next one after this is going to be middle of October somewhere, and that's it for the year. Okay. Then I can uh, go hunting. Yes, November hunting, and then <sighs> maybe I'll squeeze in a three gun match in December. Maybe. I think hunting started today. I haven't got my license yet. I've been off all week on bereavement. And if I wasn't hosting uh, my first RC race on my own track this weekend, yeah, I'm not going to get too involved. I'm just going to go play with some cars. Yeah, no, I built the track and now I'm hosting races. Who didn't see that coming? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so as a, but because of that, I missed the first day of hunting. I could have been in the woods today, but uh, actually, I couldn't have been because. You know, I sold my truck and I bought a Blazer with fancy 21-inch low-profile tires that are probably four-ply, and I obviously can't take those in the woods, but Fingers um, knows a guy who owns a tire shop who's a gunny, and there's something in the works to replace those big 21-inch wheels with 17-inch wheels with uh, proper tires for snow and what for driving in the woods. Anyway. Driving in the woods, shooting bears, shooting moose, shooting deer. uh, More like shooting grouse. Um, for now, but anyway, um, why do you need a big bad truck for that? Can't you just like go somewhere where there's some public land and just start walking through the woods and blasting? Well, yeah, 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 that's what I do. I mean, you know, pretty much like anywhere I would have taken my half ton, I'll take my blazer. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't one for going down. Like Muffin would take his half ton where a guy would take a side by side, right? Like he, it's a, it's a wood truck now. He doesn't care. So, but wherever I would take my my trail boss, um, uh, Dick Bone said it best when I first got it. He's like, another pavement princess. I'm like, no way, man. I'll have this thing in the woods all the time, man. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I traded it in, I sent him a message that you were right. It's a pavement princess. Like, sorry if I offended you. I'm like, 
I don't think I can get offended over somebody talking about a truck, but anyway, um, yeah, so hunting starts this weekend. So I'll be looking forward to getting out and shooting some grouse in the head. Yeah. I could have done, I could have went for bow and done some deer, but like, uh, half my October is taken up with maple seeds and all of my September was taken up with maple seeds and three guns and that kind of thing. That's, so yeah, I don't have any, I don't need time for bow. Yeah. I got one weekend. Maybe. So I got this weekend. I'm, uh, no. This weekend is t- is taken up. The following weekend, I'm free. And then I've got the Atlantics, and then I can hunt the rest of the time. So I will be getting uh I'm going to take a week off. Week. When it's hunting time, I'm taking a week. Oh, yeah. You can do that. And I don't blame you. I would, too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. Anything else, Adriel, before we carry on upcoming events? Nope. Let's go on. All right, so upcoming events is sponsored by Telos Alpha. Telos Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. They help with business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. Learn more at telosalpha.com. There are... um, I don't. I don't know what the fuck this is supposed to be. It's just a spots available at Woodview October. Oh, I put it in. So oh, and you explain I could it. talk about it. Maple Please. seed. There are maple seed spots available at Woodview October seventeenth and eighteenth. Go Watch to this. Watch this. Watch this. Maple seed. <laughs> there and I'll put a little coal in there. Now, uh-huh. the person reading the journals know what's uh, going. No, no. Yeah. See. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's an upcoming maple seed in Woodview. The dates mm-hmm. are October 17th and 18th. And how do they register for that, Adriel? Do they go to mapleseed.com? Mapleseedrifleman.com. There you go. Yeah. Lady in Guns. Ontario. Lady Guns must be a thing. And that thing mm-hmm. is taking place Thursday, October 8th at the Calgary Shooting Center. 30 bucks, all levels. What does that mean, all levels? Uh, all all levels, of- levels of experience and all heights of, of women as well. Oh, Any level so, okay. You if you're be, a chick. Yeah. You're a chick and you don't have a pal, which is a firearms license. It doesn't matter how tall you are, mm-hmm. you can take part. Correct. I'm, I believe, I, I haven't got the notes from Kelly, but I'm pretty sure levels means height in this instance. What else would it mean? That's literally what a level means. Mm-hmm. Or maybe if you're into Dungeons and Dragons, mm. it whatever level elf you are in the game doesn't matter. You can. What attribute you can, would you need for shooting? Intelligence? Strength? Dexterity, dexterity, dexterity. I hand need, coordination. You don't need an eighteen dexterity. Like a ten is fine. <laughs> yep. And then, um, Lady Guns is also taking place. What? Okay. What the hell is Lady Guns? Like, how are we going to tell people to go to an event? I don't know what the hell it is. Go to Lady Guns. Is that just Facebook, like a lady? Go to the Facebook page for more details. The Ladies Guns Facebook page. I bet you there's more details on the Facebook page. Oh, you son of a bitch. It says that right at the bottom. Why couldn't we put that at the front? Okay, so visit Lady Guns Facebook page for more details. And then if you like what you read there, and you're in the Calgary area, you can go to the shooting center on October 8th mm-hmm. or the other place on October 22nd. Mm-hmm. News. We have some new donations to the CCFR um, court challenge. Kamloops Target Sports Association kicked in $5,000 and the Camrose Shooting Sports Association, 500 bucks. Thank you very much to those guys for helping the uh, CCFR 
keep mm-hmm. our guns. Have you seen this other one? Have you seen this one? I'm this looking. one where this guy, uh, well, let me, I'll, I'll share my screen. Oh, it's a link to that a private one, right? group. Uh, okay. What's CCFR, but I'll pull it up. Um, so this one is a, a weapons complaint from uh, Sudbury. Uh, it's kind of light on details, so we, we don't really know what's going on here. But long story short, um, a man was believed to be in a possession of a gun and ammunition and was heard unzipping a gun case and racking what? the gun several times, causing a woman in uh, somewhere else to like flee. Uh, okay. So that, all... that's it. It's real That's weird. all we got? Yeah, careless use of a firearm. Police seized three non-restricted long guns in a small small. You gotta you gotta do better than that, Adriel. Like that's it's, all you. It's kind of weird, isn't it? This is a, this is a weird charge, a weird case to to come up. Well, you haven't given any details. Are there any other details here? There's all kinds of stuff. There's a date, a location. Uh-huh. Uh He a man was believed to be in possession of gun and ammunition. Well. Um, he was uncooperative with the officers, so he hadn't done anything illegal. Um, he was unco- uncooperative with the officers, which probably shouldn't be cooperative with the officers. Like, where did this take place? Sudbury. I said that. Oh, I said, okay. Where in Sudbury? Somebody like oh, was he in a Chelmsford, park? Was he at- Chelmsford in a residence? He was in a residence. Okay, all right. A man was believed to be in possession of a gun and ammunition and could be heard unzipping a gun case and racking the gun several times, causing a woman in the residence to fear for her safety. The woman, who is known to the man, fled the residence and contacted police. Shortly after, the residence was secured and containment was sent up, set up by patrol officers. Officers made countless efforts to communicate with the man who remained inside the residence. Okay, so this is a guy and a girl inside the house, mm-hmm. and he was mucking around with a gun. She felt threatened and called the cops. Correct. Shouldn't you get like a uh, what, like a intimidation or threatening charge or assault or something like that, rather than like careless use of a firearm? Seems very odd. Well, we'll be careless about like racking a gun or taking it out of a case. Intent. What's the are you intending to use it carelessly when you take it out if of the case that, and rack if it? If you were using the gun to intimidate her, then you are using the gun carelessly. The act of doesn't it, doesn't it what's, isn't that another charge though? Isn't there another charge that would fit that better? Anyways, that, that's what that's what was kind of odd. They sent they sent the uh, uh, SWAT in to uh, uh, arrest this guy for something, and they charged him with careless use of a firearm. Like, like careless uses of firearm is like your target shooting and you don't know what your backstop is and you're flinging. Oh, no, 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 no. Car- careless like use that. of a firearm is whatever they decided it is. Mm-hmm. We don't like how you were using your gun. So, hey, that's careless use, right? If you're not using the gun specifically for target shooting, if you're not cleaning it, if you're not hunting with it and you're mucking about with it, these two are obviously in some kind of pissing contest. Why is well, you know, why then is he playing with the gun? Yeah. If not to intimidate her, that's careless yeah. use of a firearm. I think it should be some other ch- charge, but you can think it doesn't. That. It doesn't. My my opinion doesn't matter here. No, then nor does mine. But mm-hmm. if there's some kind of confrontation with him and her in the house, and all of a sudden then he's playing with a gun, 
why is he why is he handling a gun at that time when it could be misinterpreted as intimidation threat whatever you and i if we start having a fight with our spouse the last fucking thing we do is start playing with a gun we don't go clean them we don't go in the gun room we leave the gun we don't touch the guns you know what I mean? Like you never want to put yourself in that situation. Mike possibly and I are leaving Filthy's range and that psycho that lives at the end of the dirt road comes out and he starts confronting us about driving too fast. And the first thing he says is, you guys all have guns. I don't have any guns. I'm not afraid of the fact that you guys have guns. You think Mike and I ever said the word gun, talked about guns, said anything about guns? We never said, no, 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 we don't have guns or we have guns or we would never threaten you with the gun. You don't even acknowledge that he went down that road. You just like, mm-hmm. well, we'll drive slow from now on. You know what I mean? Anyway, Indeed. it might get tossed, but or change to something else. That's what. Well, I there's probably be. something else there too, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, what's this next one? This next one happened in uh, Filthy's neighborhood. Yes, this is in uh, your neck of the woods. Uh, this is a really weird article too. It looks like they changed well, the intent of the article. Um, so if you look at the URL for this thing, it says like oh, from CBC, let's get that CBC, out there right off the bat. Look at the article though. It says first degree murder, not criminally responsible defense. That's the, that was the heading they were going to run with when they first made this page. Cause you, when you make a page in a website, you give it a name, you kind of reserve the URL or it was, or the, it was changed at some point. So that was let's, originally what it was take about. It back. Let's take it back one step. Mm-hmm. This is a story in the CBC pertaining to the shooting that happened a couple of years ago where a guy ambushed two police officers from an upper store, uh, upper window, second floor of an apartment building. There was some kind of domestic dispute going on and he shot two officers from an elevated position with an SKS when they arrived. And a couple people, a couple other people too, a couple civilians before, before or, I believe before. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. he shot two people and then he shot two police officers when they responded. All right, so that's that is the incident that this story is pertaining to to give them some background here what we're talking about. Perfect. Um, yeah, so that's that's the incident. Uh, then we've got the CBC article. Uh, heading says, firearms expert says rifle used in Fredericton shooting designed to kill, mostly used for hunting. <laughs> and uh, so it's not wrong. The SKS was designed to kill people. It's a military gun. Yep. And in Canada now it's mostly used for hunting. Uh I would say it's mostly used for like plinking these days. Like who like I don't say I don't think a lot of people hunt with their SKSs. I think a lot of people hunt with SKSs. Yeah. Yeah. On the like overall probably, or like for 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 every 10 SKSs sold, how many do you think get hunted with? I would say like one. Really? One out of 10. Well, they're just not a great hunting or hunting rifle. Hell no. No. But I guess because it's a non-restricted firearm, mm-hmm. perhaps this expert is taking liberties and saying, "Hey, it's non-restricted in Canada. That means it's a hunting gun." Yeah, yeah I would. I would. Yeah. Uh, that that's probably more likely that uh, CBC is just taking them out of context and and putting yeah. their quotes where they want to. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Let's yeah. face it; it's they not a that bolt a action three hundred eight, yep. right? But yep, yeah. yep. Anyways, yeah, so it, it goes on to describe the uh, situation. The guy's uh, pleading, uh, uh, what, criminally insane kind of a thing. Uh, but so, yeah, the most, mostly just what's odd about this article is the, the how the firearms expert was quoted. I don't know like how much of this actually came out of their mouth like this 
or how much was quoted a little bit like out of step and a little bit oddly by the CBC to further their uh, their objective. Um, just because it's it's a very odd kind of disjointed way that it goes about. It says uh, Ryu uh, testified that the Simonov is a Russian unrestricted rifle. He said the Simonov, Simonov is designed to basically kill. It's a firearm. However, he said it's typically now used for hunting. Uh, they go on to say that according to the CBC, most long guns are non-restricted and are legal to own in Canada. You need it would pal. actually be more accurate to say that the Lee Enfield was originally designed for killing and now mostly used for hunting because there's a lot more yes, Lee Enfields used in Canada for hunting than SKSs for yes. sure. The Canadian trio used to be Cooey Model 39, Cooey Model 84, and a 303 British. Yeah, 303 British is definitely Sorry. definitely Sorry. better for hunting. Yeah, Triot Tree. My bad. Triot Tree, I believe is the, uh, the, That's the, the technical correct. Uh, yeah. correct name for it. Yep. Uh, yeah, anyway, so this guy had an SKS, and, and that's what he used it. I uh, described it as a semi-automatic rifle. With each bullet trigger, the rifle will use a portion of the gas to eject used cartridges to the right and load the next cartridge, he said. Ryu said it's semi-automatic and not fully automatic because you have to pull the trigger each time. So this is like, this is an odd bit of really uh, weird detail to put into an article. Uh, especially the CBC, where normally it's like, assault rifle, full stop. Yeah. They actually yeah. quoted the firearms expert describing how a semi-automatic works. Yeah, which I'm not sure it's important, but I'm, I, I guess some of it is good that it's in there. It's better than calling an assault rifle. Yeah, but anyways, this is a full page description of an SKS and what they do, and then they go on to say like he's you know uh, pleading insanity basically to it he's police found newspapers with serpent and hoax written on them alongside swimsuit magazines with 666 written on them in large black script so uh yeah dude's probably oh crazy. he must be crazy probably i mean most so what part of this kind of uh, um article infuriates you uh it's just odd i just uh anytime i see the cbc covering guns it's just uh odd it's very odd, and uh, very odd. some some people are thinking like, "Oh well, uh, the SKS is one of those guns that uh, might be restricted next." And when I see this kind of thing, it's uh, troubling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's found at so many crime scenes. Wow, they're so cheap. Yeah, they're so cheap and abundant and all over the place and popular, right? Tapco stocks. Can we do it? Can we ban those? Leave the SKS alone. Ban just the Tapco ban the ta- stock. Just ban the ones with Tapco stocks on. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's an AR-15 variant at that point. Mm. Uh, that seems to be the logic, yeah. Yeah, that is the logic, yeah. Mm-hmm. If the 715T is an AR-15 variant, then an SKS and a Tapco stock, definitely an AR-15 variant. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for the news. All right. There was a, yeah. a debate. It was hilarious. I watched it with a big bowl of popcorn. The U.S. presidential debate. So funny. don't care so at funny. all. Hashtag not my president. Zero fucks. Him and Biden my, can both get my cancer president. and die. Don't care. Still American politics can eat a bag of dicks. Yeah, I don't care about American politics. Politics is not supposed to be entertaining. You're not supposed it to be was. entertained by politics. Yeah. It was very that's entertaining. That's how they like it. Yeah. No. <laughs> it was hilarious. There, It was just a total mess. I expected it. Care. I got it. Lovely. Next. Uh, what's this? The, uh, oh, new gun stuff. Bolt action coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Slamfire Radio is now an ambassador. Is it a ambassador or an ambassador? It's now an ambassador. Brand ambassador? No, a brand ambassador. A brand. Oh, there you go. Is now a brand ambassador for Bolt Action Coffee. The coffee is roasted in small batches and is quite honestly some of the best coffee you can get your hands on. Send it to your house by going to www.boltactioncoffee.com. I believe they grind it inside of uh, uh, REM 700 action. (laughs) Just crank it in one of those. No? Yeah. And and so it's twofold. One, Mm -hmm. the uh, coffee gets uh, ground and it also functions as a lapping compound. You need to do that on the REM 700s. Yeah, Remington anything. So, yeah, double your pleasure. Okay, so Remington is selling off its assets, I guess. I mean, it's finally, this is it. The nail is in the coffin. They're done. They're breaking up the company. And some of us are really happy about which parts Mm -hmm. that they used to own, about where those parts are going. So, all right, Marlon. Where's Marlon going? Oh, I love this news. It's going to Ruger. Yeah. Ruger makes good guns. Like, they're, they're, they're QC. Their production is usually pretty good. Um, and Marlin's going over there. Ruger can, can, yeah, I think they can, can, they can make use of that. that I'd like designs. them to just like let Marlin go back to being Marlin on its own. Like why did Marlin even get bought up in the first place? They had, Marlin had some good stuff before they got bought. Like they had the X7 bolt action rifle, which turned into the Remington 783. That was a good gun. That was, that was a very was. good budget gun. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Remlins became a thing. Like, that's how bad that they got screwed. Yeah. I, um, I've heard from some people that the quality has improved. The only thing I haven't heard is that the finish has been improved. Because a, a lot of those uh, Marlin uh, lever action rifles, lever if you're American, uh, they stay the uh, receiver will rust just because the finish on them is, is not very good. You look like so having worked on and off in a gun shop for the better part of two years, working on new guns and seeing new guns that come in, and then working on guns uh, are mostly just cleaning because a lot of the older guns don't need work, but they need to be cleaned. Most of the time, when a, a malfunctioning firearm comes in that is 30 years old, it's just never been cleaned. The quality. Um, of today's firearms is garbage compared to the, you know, it really is true when they say they don't make them like they used to. And one of the things that they've done to cut corners is on the finishing. Matt bluing became yep. a thing because people didn't want to, they just cut corners, didn't polish the steel and then blew it. They're just like sandblast that shit, throw it in the tank, get it out the door mm-hmm. next, just about turning and burning. And my Marlin, um, 4570 my Merlin 1895 I guess it would be it's nice don't get me wrong but it's not old Merlin nice not by any stretch of the imagination see all the machine marks in the steel and stuff and it's just not the same hmm. so I'd like to see them go back right like I mean and to get quality stuff well yeah I mean that's still like to get a firearm that has the fit and finish of yesteryear, you're into thousands of dollars now for what used to be the bare minimum. Now, but to get, back then it cost like today's version of thousands of dollars, like like a, a, a gun. Uh, Forty years ago would be like a month's salary, and these days it's like nah, maybe a couple days to a week. 
max kind of a thing. True, 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 yeah. true. Yep, yep, yep. Like I, I got a hunting rifle in the early 2000s. It was, and it was a Savage 100, and it was the cheap one, and it was 440 bucks with like a crappy scope on it. And yeah. today you can buy a cheap hunting rifle for like 350 around. Yep. Yeah, and that's after with, all with that glass. inflation and all that other kind of stuff. So now we're basically getting guns at half the price that we used to. Yeah, you're Big right. Difference. I mean, I'm. I mean, my dad had lots of firearms when I was growing up, and I remember vividly the time he bought a brand new firearm. All the firearms that were in our house were secondhand Mm -hmm. that were bought and sold between brothers and uncles and stuff like that. Like there was never a brand new gun and nothing had a scope on it. Everything was iron sights. You know, his two big game rifles were a Triot tree and a model 94 Winchester 3030, right? Nothing. Don't need a scope scope on either of those. Uh, Well, I guess, I mean, neither was designed to have a scope, but and uh yeah so you're right i mean back then they yeah it was yeah and i mean he was so disappointed when he with the gun that he bought too he he collected lever action or he collected uh 22s basically he had more 22 rifles than anything else and he wanted a model 94 22 and he couldn't find one and then when he finally found one it was in magnum and he couldn't hit anything with it which is mm. awful yeah. So, okay. Next, Burns. Where's Burns going? Sierra bullets. Burns. Kind of like Sierra. I like, I like Sierra. Sierra. It almost seems like an odd match to me. Like I, I think of Sierra as a, a kind of a. Um, they're a pretty high end brand, and I don't think very much Burns. Now, has Burns got something going on that I don't know about? Or Sierra have some budget lines I don't know about? Like, is this a good uh, match? I would say like okay. Sierra is cheap but good like their bullets are not expensive even the match kings, match kings? Are, really? are not that expensive no well they're not you can get way more seniors than that but i mean yeah all right but, uh but like all their stuff is is decent i like and and the match kings are like a very good they're like they've been good for a long long time so it's a really good one that people a lot of people start with right they say okay mm-hmm. if you're going to get a 308 start with the you know 168 green match king or i don't know i don't even know if that's a thing but like that's it's, it a, it's a common recommendation just to start with a match king and they're okay. decently priced hmm. very good okay and um what are there? What uh, Remington had other lines of ammo. They had the uh, core lock, and they had some trap stuff. Where, where's all that going? I was trying to write that down, and I forgot. I think it was Olin. I think it was like Winchester Olin or something like that that bought that. So okay, to all right. Where all the other ammo is. So Bushmaster. Bushmaster was bought by the uh, Freedom Group, and Bushmaster used to be is now Wyndham Weaponry. Um, that's the new Bushmaster. Yeah. Wyndham. Yeah. Well, uh, and I, old Bushmaster is still around. Old Bushmaster is now Franklin Armory. Franklin's like, they're, they're the guys that have all the crazy ideas. Every year at shot show, they have a crazy idea. They had the little football 22 caliber bullets. Oh that yeah. That Cause went it was, in the yeah, 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 they've, yeah. They've always got some like weird idea that, uh, that's a real, showstopper i guess and did i have this wrong or did i have this right i can't remember because i think somebody called me out called me out on it for being mistaken once it was my understanding and i'm willing to sit 
sit corrected again on this if I'm wrong, that Wyndham Weaponry was Bushmaster. He sold the name Bushmaster to Freedom Group. They didn't take the equipment, and he continued to produce AR-15s in the same facility, but changed the name to Wyndham Weaponry because uh, the guy after less... his uh, after his NDA or after his non-compete expired. Okay. Yeah, seems right. All right. So Bushmasters on to Franklin Armory, mm-hmm. Tapco to Sportsman's Warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. That's Tapco. a U.S. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, what about the other gun stuff? Roundhill Group. Never heard of it. But apparently they bought a bunch of the Remington, like 700 and some of those other things. Hmm. I don't know what's yeah. going to happen there. They must have some other capability or maybe they're buying it as like a holding company and they're just going to run it as Remington. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. That other one's se- that other point is separate from the Remington yes. stuff. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I can tell because it's the points are all different colors. Like it's a different, like it's a new bullet. Mm-hmm. Um, Hodgson. So Hodgson make a lot of awesome powders and they bought three different powders at least they bought a ram shot accurate and this next one blackhorn 209 i've never heard of now 209 is associated with a shotgun primer is blackhorn a primer company for shotguns what's their thing do you know uh i don't know like 209 could like yeah shotgun primer it could also be a black powder substitute uh because a lot of those use 209s um but i'm i'm just guessing Hmm. But interesting, Black uh, horn 209 muzzle loading powder. Woo! There you go. Hodgson's taking over the world, man. I, a little I, bit of centralization going on. I think Hodgson makes with... good, like good powder, though. So, oh, yeah, like, uh, I don't, I don't so mind it too much. Like, when we, when, when we look at like a lot of these changes, I, I like most of these changes. Like, the when, when Freedom Group went around and bought all of these companies, uh, they all got worse. <laughs> so it's probably a good thing that, uh, that now they're selling it all to people who know what they're doing. Yeah. Mm. I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind. Like, cause well, like we're talking about like centralization Ruger may have the lock on the 22 market. We don't know what happened with the uh, Marlin 795. Uh, sorry. The Marlin 795 is going to Ruger. Ruger already has a 1022. If they get the Remington 597, that's all your semi-auto 22s. I guess it's Savage A22, Savage 64. Savage will still make those, but that's a much smaller part of the market than 1022s, 795s, and 597s. Yeah, you're right. They own the 22 rifle world now. Like you said, Savage still has, you know, but I mean, the, honestly, who's got an A64? Uh, no, or an A20, A22, rather. Uh, I mean. I've seen I've seen a couple of out there. They, there's they, they they still have some teething problems from uh, yeah from the mag thing is and the know. jamming. Like I, I watched one at uh, the Battle of Alberta because we have like a plinkster category. I watch a guy with a Savage A22 have some real issues with it, hmm. and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's got some issues. And then this, the Savage 64, like is it's inexpensive. It works usually. But I get I get people mad at me all the time on my YouTube channel because I'm like not praising the Savage 64. <laughs> the same people who defend SKSs or the Remington 770, which is another oh. another real dog of a rifle. Yep. 
Yeah. Man, like people invest their ego into their purchase like they designed it. You just bought it, man. You just traded money for, for a product. And what do you care if some stranger on the internet doesn't like your rifle? Right? Who cares? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like me getting offended because my truck was called the Pavement Princess. Yeah. I, I, I get uncomfortable when people compliment my stuff. Like, oh, man, that's an awesome truck. Yeah, I just bought it, man. I didn't design it. I didn't paint it or nothing. Like, it's just, you can buy one, too. Like, I had nothing to do with it. I just own it. <laughs> it's just money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if I create, uh, if I, you know, build the log house of the trees, that's different. But anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, that was uh, that was the main topic, getting into the news and how Remington was broken up. So, two birds, one stone. News Perfect. and main topic. Love yeah. It. Let's jump into the listener feedback, and that, of course, is brought to us by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot-blowing, park-rising, finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. You can follow him on the Facebooks and the Instagrams as well. Yep. This first one comes to us from Facebook. It's from Kyle. He said, what would be a good scope for a 308 before ranges between 100 and 200 meters? Just getting into my first PRS. PRS goes up past 200, doesn't it? Uh, it says PSR. Oh, PSR. My God, yeah. Yeah, What's PSR? Precision rifle, maybe? Well, that's PRS. Uh, I don't know, uh, but so let's, you know, I don't know what P PSR is, but, um, one of my favorite 200 yards is a chip shot for a 308. So oh, yeah. any, but I, anything I like, um, I like vortexes, of course. Mm -hmm. So, um, I suggested a Viper HST, um, HS, if you're going to hunt T, if you're going to target shoot. The only difference between the two is that the uh, turret is either under a cap or not. T, it's a target turret. It's exposed, adjust on the fly. And the without the T is just your adjustable turret underneath the cap. Viper line is, uh, it's up there, but it's not crazy up there. Mm -hmm. It's got good glass. It's got good features. It comes in a wide range of powers and objective sizes. Yeah. What do you think? You got a different suggestion? Like for, for, something else. for one to 200 meters, um, if it's for target shooting, I would look for something in like a, a 4 to 12 maybe. Um, but like if it's for hunting, I'll just use a 3 to 9. 3 to 9 works for any of that kind of stuff. And the nice thing with a 3 to 9 is that you can get really good glass. Like you can pay a little bit more, get really good glass on it. Um, and that, that like makes a difference at the, at the lower price points. Viper comes in. There's a Viper, and then there's because um, I had uh, a Viper, and then a Viper HS, and then what was the real crazy one I got that was on my stag? The GS uh, Viper PST. Yeah, that was a Viper PST. So the Viper comes in a wide range of you know yeah three to nine hunting, which I had on my uh, Thompson Center Venture Predator and two two three all the way up to the Viper PST Gen 2. That's what I had in my stag 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It really depends on uh, price point. Um, price, price point dictates what you're going to get. Um, 
then target shooting or hunting also dictate dictates what you're going to do because like one one to two hundred meters, it's not that far. Um, it's totally doable with all those rifles. Oh, yeah, it really depends. Sure. Like, are you trying to punch little holes? Or are you trying to do? Even if you're trying to do like PRS, I just don't think two hundred meters is far enough to really need like target turrets or anything anything like that on a on a three hundred eight. What are you dialing? Like, few clicks this way, a few clicks that way. That's it, right? There's nothing crazy you need to do there. So I would I would go cheap just because uh, not cheap but like cheaper because I just don't think it's necessary to throw like a thousand dollar optic when you're shooting one to two hundred meters on a on a rifle. No, exactly. Yeah, uh, unless you're trying to you know, yeah shoot dime sized groups or something, right? So, um, yeah, uh, PSR. I don't know, man. Okay, you want to grab this next one from Josh? Bet I do. Hey guys, you mentioned recently about a letter that you had written to your local municipality. You included links to some Toronto police officers and Winnipeg police officers stating that a handgun ban would not help reduce crime. Uh, it'd be helpful to have those links so I could duplicate what you did in my local municipality. A template of your letter would also be helpful uh, for some, I'm sure. If you could email me those links or perhaps post them somewhere, that would be most beneficial. Thanks from Josh. Yeah, I could uh, send that email over to you, Josh. Cool. Yeah, Graham, Graham has some feedback on our feedback. Mm-hmm. He says, can you guys watch your levels or run the podcast through a compressor? I thought we did, but I don't do the editing. I'm constantly turning up the volume to hear Adriel's Soto. Am I, am I pronouncing that correctly? Maybe like soft. Voice Soto, bits. Soto, Soto voice. Voce. I don't know. Maybe that's some sort of like fancy. Soto Voce bits. Yeah. Soto Voce. While I'm hammering down the 401, only to get blasted by Trevor or random Dave. You're killing me. That may be hyperbolic. You're deafening me. Well, annoying at the very least. Oh, dude, I hear you, Graham. I, I like there are shows. I want to listen to them because I enjoy the hosts and I enjoy the content. But if you can't get your shit together in 2020 and put out good audio quality, I will listen to something else. So, dude. And- Ben Stoger's podcast, I have to run at max volume in my van oh, or yeah. in my car. Yeah, max volume. Yeah. I can't, and like, they, those guys need to bump, bump their uh, their audio quality. Anyways, yeah, Graham, we could, like, w- we did it before. We would run everything through a level later, um, but it, it does reduce the quality of the audio just a little bit when it does it. But we can do it again because it does, it does do a really good job of matching the host's uh, audio levels. And the nice thing is it does max out the volume as well. It does a good job of that so that if you are in your car, you don't need to crank it all, all the way up to max just to, uh, just to hear the podcast. He, he's not kidding, though. Um, when I listen to us in the car, you are mm. lower than the rest of us. He's not mm. dreaming. So mm. cool, man. Thanks, Graham. Mm. I'd rather have somebody call us out and ask us to improve than stop listening. So good email, man. All right, I'll, from, I'll level eight today's show. Perfect. Just for you, Graham. Mm-hmm. We're going to get our shit together, buddy. Just for you. One day. One day. One day we won't live under an overpass. Not true. I enjoy my overpass. Look at me. Look at look where I am right over, now. Overpass? That's a underpass. sewer pipe over my head. Someone mentioned that it's leaking. Your super sewer pipe's leaking. Or one oh, of those yeah. pipes. Yeah. Could be. Could be. I mean, I'm so full of shit. They may just be mistaking, you know, my overflow for the pipe. Who knows? Yeah, uh, you want the next one there from uh, sure, Jimmy yeah. Boy? All right, cool. From Jim, hi, Slamfire crew. Uh, in reference to your discussion during the September 24th episode on how a municipal gunman might be enacted, here's how I see it unfolding. Two caveats, I'm not a lawyer, 
and I have no insider information. But I did save a bunch of money on my car insurance by switching to the Lizard Company. <laughs> uh, in his mandate letter, Minister Blair was directed to amend Canada's firearms laws in order to enact the proposed bans. What I think he will do or is doing is that he will amend the Firearms Act to allow for the creation of municipally defined restriction zones, no use, possession allowed, uh, and prohibition no use or or possession allowed zones for handguns. Regulations will also be changed to allow the uh, Canadian Firearms Program, CFP, to provide municipalities or local police services with the names, addresses, and ownership particulars for all registered handguns within their boundaries that uh, are no longer welcome. Uh, those municipalities will now be empowered to issue confiscation orders and lay charges under the Firearms Act for noncompliance. The antis hope this will also include a ban on the sale or transfer of handguns from a prohibited zone to someone on the outside, thus taking those guns out of circulation forever, just like what happened on May 1st. This will undoubtedly uh, result in charter and constitutional challenges by the provinces, which will carry on far beyond the next election. Again, this is my thought on how it will go down, nothing more, but I did stay at a swanky hotel once. Keep up the good work, Jim. Uh, I don't think that they'll lock them down. Uh, so, the, so the cities, I don't think any municipalities have any money to do a buyback. Uh, so that's not going to happen. Um, if anything, the, like the prohibition thing might happen in terms of like a, a zone. Um, but the likely result of that is that you will, you'll have some sort of grace period to sell your firearms or move. You can sell your offending property or you can leave and go somewhere else. That's why I'm keeping a little bit of extra cash on hand so that I can help all those poor people in uh, the big cities who have handguns and need to sell them at a, a, a new market low, uh, I will be there to help you. Saint Adriel, patron saint of the poor downtrodden. gunnies. <laughs> downtrodden. The, the gunnies who moved under the overpass. Patron yeah. saint of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will expect some deals, though, for my, uh, for my course, generosity. Yeah, for I your generosity. Oh, yeah. you're a good person, Adriel. All right. This next one comes from Edmund. He says, hi, guys and gal. I think it would be great to have a new section. What did our fans buy at Cabela's to support the show? It's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to hear that fans, what it was interesting to hear what fans bought, including my items, the PMC rifle ammo and the shooting mat. The PMC didn't group well for me, but anyone looking for Softpoint 223 can try it out for a decent price of 15 bucks a box. I'm surprised Kelly was surprised the shooting mats were on sale. Adriel mentioned it a couple of episodes past, and that's what pre- and that's what precipitated my purchase. Now I just got to the now I just got to get to a maple seed. I ordered the items online and chose in-store pickup. An interesting story developed on my first attempt to pick up. Apparently, two perps robbed Cabela's and and on the way out were confronted by a responding officer. One of them assaulted her before hosing her with bear spray, ran off, then came back to spray her again. Jesus, that perp got ventilated for his efforts. Excellent. Seems like desperate and stupid acts in desperate times. Needless to say... I had to return another day to pick up my purchases. Keep up the podcast. Looking forward to the next one. And there's a global news story about it. Abbotsford. (laughs) How do you know? 
Charges laid. Attempted theft. He got a weapon for a down uh, dangerous purpose. Yep, yep. Pepper sprayed. One return to pepper the spray the officer a second time. Oh yeah. At that point, the officer shot the suspect. <laughs> he went for we went back for more, and that was a it was a mistake. That was when you that's that's when you went wrong. Yeah, get while well, the getting is good. You were clear. Now you're full of holes, moron. I'm, I'm glad he went back and got shot. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good excuse not to uh, not to pick up your stuff from Cabela's. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great excuse to go pick up your stuff from Cabela's. It's like the time Kennedy got shot live on TV. No one wanted to change the channel for the next 30 years because someone might get shot during the commercial break. Same thing. It's like, we need to go to Cabela's. Somebody might be getting shot for Pepper's Ring and Cop. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jimmy, take this next one. Yeah, man. From Josh, quiet little Kelly. I just listened to episode 200 on the podcast, New Shooter Canada. About half an hour in, they talk about some history of that show, how Kelly was part of it for a year. Uh, they go on to say some pretty nice and respectful things about her. I didn't know that this Kelly girl whom I listened to on a podcast and then realized, uh, was from my hometown and who I reached out to sell a new fridge to. I didn't realize that Kelly was such a big name in the shooter industry. Literally anyone that I have uh, talked to about shooting or swapping equipment or reloading or even working behind the gun counter at Cabela's in Ottawa, everyone seems to know this Kelly person from the podcast. And now with the CCFR, oh, and Maple Seed. Anyway, you guys uh, always give a shout out to others. So I thought Kelly deserved a shout out. You're doing good things for the industry and making a name for yourself and you're making a difference. Keep up the good work. It won't be long until Rod retires and you will be running the CCFR with Tracy. Kelly will? Kelly will be doing that. I'm not doing that. Oh, that's too much. That I believe like too much he work. was talking about Kelly. Yeah, okay, not, good. Not you. Yeah, yeah. no. Or no, you. She, none of us. No, just none Kelly. Of us. No. Yeah, she's the one of all the time. She is far more into advocacy than either of us ever will be. Also from Josh. Hi, guys. Not sure if you could do a whole show on this or not, but backyard ranges are an interesting topic for those who have a little bit of property. Steel gong targets are reactive and fun. They also don't break the bank if you buy them well. On that note specifically, I found a Canadian manufacturer of steel shooting gongs as well as reactive targets of all different types. The great part is he lives in Alberta. And the price of his targets, including shipping to Ontario, is still significantly less than you pay from box uh, than you pay for the box store brands you can check his prices out at and when he pays us to advertise for him we will give you that url i bought I just, stuff from them I, we bought uh targets for a three gun from them a whole bunch oh, of cool. knockdown plates and that kind of thing yeah nice i'm just wondering why josh is concerned about where he lives like i'd like to know where to get the products are like I wouldn't want to like stand over him and sniff him and stuff. But anyway, <laughs> the great part is he lives in Alberta. Okay. All right. The land of the free. You have to support people who live in the land of the free. Yeah. I think maybe Josh was just implying that he, he operates his business out of Alberta, which means we don't have to pay shipping and duty and or duty and taxes to bring uh, this stuff. Yeah. The extra the tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure Josh isn't actually concerned with where this guy resides. Just not U S. Or is he? Hmm. Um, anyways, yeah, so it's steeltargets.ca. I just thought I would send a little tidbit of information for anyone looking to get a good deal on steel. Thanks. From Josh V. If you would like to send us an email, 
and profess your love for a local steel target maker, you can do so by sending it slamfireradio at gmail.com. We have a new Patreoni, uh, Canadian, 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 Jeebus, Canadian AR15. Canadian AR15 guy for five bucks a month. Thank you very much. You will uh, receive some patches in the mail. If you'd like to uh, show your love and support for the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash slamfire radio. Another way to support the show is to go to Cabela's and click on the affiliate link. Hold it. I did that wrong. Go our website our first. website. Yeah. Click on the affiliate link for Cabela's and we will get a small kickback for your uh, purchase. And then email us and tell us what you purchased through our site and to, you know, shame the other listeners into, into matching you. So, any shout-outs, Adriel? Uh, yeah, to all the Maple Cedars and the organizers who, like, do all the work. Yeah, yeah. Nice. The organizers that do all the work. Brian in Calgary. PTSA is awesome. He, like, made up these, like, custom little, like, target stands and all that kind of stuff just for Maple Seed. It's going to be awesome. Sweet. Um, cool. I have no shout-outs this week. Well, I, I guess to Filthy for hitting me with a chair. He was like saying F you in the Facebook feed. I don't even know what I did or said. Maybe it's because you replied as Slamfire Radio. I it's me. Know. Could be. Could be. Um, or I've it been could replying. have been one of the many things I said on the show that was very offensive because that's something that I do too. That's, yeah, you definitely like to trigger the Stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, he, he. I think he asked a question like, "What's the best chair for shutting up your, your, uh, your, your, your uh, squad mate or RO or something without uh, smashing the chair? What Metal would be the best chair to throw at your buddy during an Ipsic match if you want to shut him the fuck up without injuring him much? Yeah, a folding chair, a wooden folding chair. No, metal say. one." metal no it's a, without injuring him much yeah but like you need the durability there you need like the reuse of a metal chair a metal chair you can bash people with all day long still great still but working great injure them much you're i think you're missing the finer point here we want to be able to throw the chair mm-hmm. and not injure them too much if you go straight to steel chair man i don't know yeah the durability is the chairs there but what about your squad mate I feel like that's not a concern. (laughs) Lessons learned. (laughs) And Jessica says 100%. I'm not sure what that was in relation to. These things don't, um, they don't flow very good sometimes. They come out of order. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Until next week, everybody, check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. Be sure to like us on Facebook. We're at 2,705. Join the CCFR and uh, report back next week. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.